Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your number one growing Big Ten football-specific podcast. I am your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined by... This is Big Kurt. We are uh, wrapping up week three of Big Ten play. Um, housekeeping stuff, you can find us on... Uh, you gotta. You always got to list them off. I'm way, it's, you're way better than me. Oh, the, my Twitter. I am Big Kurt on Twitter. That's big with a one, Kurt with a K, at B1G. K-U-R-T. I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek and the platforms we are on. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. We are on Podbean. And you can even go to our website, which is eyesonbig.podbean.com. We have to do that at the beginning of every podcast. It makes us feel very professional. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's the thing you do if you're doing a podcast. So um, same format we always do. We're going to recap all 13 teams. But before we do that, Big Kurt is going to run down the Eisman candidates for uh, week three. Typically, we have four, but we had to go with five this week. Had to go with five this week. This is our weekly Eisman watch, our watch list, the best performers in the Big Ten this week. We'll start out with David Blau, quarterback, Purdue. Amazing game, 39 out of 55 for 517. 72 yards it's a program record also big 10 record 588 total yards three touchdowns did throw throw one pick ty johnson wide receiver minnesota nine catches 133 yards and three touchdowns similarly for michigan donovan peoples jones had four receptions 90 yards three touchdowns which which equals the wide receiver output for all of last year for michigan incredible (laughs) Dwayne haskins in a huge game 24-38, 24-38, three total touchdowns. And then, of course, Trace McSorley, the one guy that's been on all three. Oh, actually, maybe yeah. Haskins. Haskins, well, too. Yeah. McSorley's been on all three for sure. 11-22, 229 yards, five total touchdowns. touchdowns. Another great performance for Trace. Who are you going with? So I'm going with David Blau yeah. just because he set two records. Program record, Big Ten record. I don't care that he lost. There was a very controversial finish to this game where it looked like Purdue kind of pulled it out. Mm-hmm. David Blau is my winner this week. This was tough for me because I could have gone with Blau. I could have gone with Ty Johnson. I could have gone with Dwayne Haskins. All three of those. The, the reason I like Haskins is because it's a huge game, game right? And, and I'm a yep. big game moment type of guy. Ty Johnson has just been huge for the Gophers, but when you said when you said a Big Ten all-purpose yard record, yeah. I, I think you win by default or however you want to say and that. And the program record, what stands out to me there is this is where Drew Brees played, and he <laughs> owns the single-game passing record for Purdue. All right. And it's just quarterback you in general. In general. All right. So we are going to go ahead and jump right into the games. We'll have a little bit of uh, extra commentary after the games. So... First up, again, we're going chronological order, how we kind of went through these uh, uh, last week. Penn State 63, Kent State 10. Total yards in this game, 643 yards for Penn State to only 221 yards. That 643 yards is the most Penn State's had in over 20 years. Incredible. Yeah, what's your Um, thoughts? Well, my first thought for Penn State, even though they scored 63, was their smothering defense. 
Um, not great competition here, obviously, but Kent State's a little better than they were last year. They totally neutralized Woody Barrett, only given up 221. They did play a lot of backups in this game, too. Uh, Franklin was kind of complaining about some sloppiness, penalties, drops, fumbles, stuff like that. To be playing a little sloppy and win 63-10 to 10 tells me you're doing something right. So I think uh, Penn State is... You know, I think that's, they're the number one team right now to challenge Ohio State in the East. Um, they even came out a little bit sluggish, I yeah. think you can say, in this game. That was something that we had predicted last week that we thought would be it was a little bit of a letdown game, a little bit of a trap game to a certain degree. But when James Franklin uh, has the boot on somebody's throat, he is... He, it does not bother him to go ahead no. and just, just lean into it. He steps on the gas, doesn't he? Um, yeah, a lot of big plays. Speaking of big plays, they had a 95-yard yeah. pass play, which is the biggest. So not only did they have the mo- most yards in over 20 years in Penn State history, they had the longest play 95 yards in the history of Penn State. To a tight end, too, Yeah, which is unusual yeah, for a 95-yarder. Um, but I, I agree with you. You could take just as much out that they only held Kent State to 221 yeah. yards as putting up 643. I'm telling you, that's that's not a bad Kent State offense. Well, that and playing. I don't, I didn't see the total plays that they ran, but this is about as high tempo of an offense as you can get, Kent State. Um, Sean Lewis um, from the Dino Babers tree. So I'm guessing they probably ran 80 plus plays and yeah. only had 220 yards. Um, yeah, and then again, Trace McSorley, I mean, he is doing it on the ground and through the air efficiently every single week. He's all the hype that he was given before the season. Three weeks in, he has lived up to it. Yeah, absolutely, mind. and they basically have a bye week coming up here. Where go, they go to Illinois on Friday, yep. so got a week to kind of clean things up <laughs> before the, the real second season starts. All right, so off to a good start right there for the Big Ten, and then... No boogers. Kansas, 55. Rutgers, 14. Total yards, Kansas, (laughs) 544 yards to Rutgers, 274. Mm. My joke to my, my brother after the game was the happiest person in Piscataway is whoever owns the liquor store closest to Chris Ash's house. Yeah, and you know... Beyond the the total yardage, Kansas rushed for 400 yards. It's insane. On Rutgers. Oh, my Lord. Archer Sitkowski looked awful. Is, is playing awful. Yeah, but he's also injured. He injured his shoulder, which is, I don't know if it's the same shoulder, but that's the problem he had in high school, too. Yeah. So I, I imagine that's bothering him, but he looks terrible. I, I'm guessing Geno's probably the starter next week, don't you think? I, I My thing that I kept saying to myself again i i couldn't watch the game this thing wasn't on tv um <laughs> thank god um th- obviously the coaches at ruckers know more about the ruckers quarterback situation than me and you do yep. so apparently they've they watched through practice this week and they made the decision that arter was the best right. option at quarterback that is hard for me doesn't to look think like that's, it. that's possible so we also should mention they had six turnovers yeah Oh you, my lord! How do I, you how do you lose to Kansas? Here's how you lose to Kansas: give up 400 yards rushing and have six turnovers. That'll I think that'll get you beat. That pretty much does it, 100 right? times right there. And they had um, and they they only scored 14, and they had one special teams touchdown too. Yeah. They scored seven offensive points. So 
I picked Rutgers to to play fairly well against Ohio State. They fooled me once. Yeah. I picked them to win this game. They fooled me twice. Shame on me. I am I have no belief in Rutgers right now. Uh, I did the same and picked Rutgers to get to six wins and a bowl this year. Yeah, so I think I, I had them right around I there. I got you. I got you. Trumped for how stupid I've looked trying to believe in Rutgers. And again, like I think me and you both expected the Rutgers defense to 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 look decent I this thought year. So. Yeah. And and uh, this a, week, there's a lot of upperclassmen out there too. Not now, not good. The, I mean, we we Kurt and I are are not hot seat guys. We just think it's stupid. But I tell you what, it, Chris Ash. Is this is how have, you get yourself on the hot yeah, seat. This is, is, is you lose to Kansas. Um, now, did was do you have anything positive to say about Rutgers? Um, I have one thing. Okay, I really like their new uniforms. Okay, I, I I'm enjoying. They took a lot of black out of it. Okay, it's mostly just red and white now. Uh, but th- they have a liberal use of the northwestern stripe. Okay, which I'm really appreciating. The uniforms are good. The guys that are inside In them, them, not so good. Not so much. But also Puka Williams. I mentioned him. Puka. That's yeah. my boy. He yeah. uh, had a great game. All right, moving on to the uh, third game. This was also an 11 o'clock game. Indiana 38, Ball State 10. Total yards, Indiana 457 to Ball State's 347. I tell you what, the boob, Tom Allen, is coaching his arse off right so, now. You know, I, I see the boobiness that you see in him. I think he's a mostly normal guy that just has had way too much coffee. <laughs> well, he right now that coffee is uh, is manifesting itself into aggressive coaching that yeah. obviously his team is responding to. Um, I, you know, I mean, it's not like they've played. Uh, I don't know some huge group of of five yep. team. I not mean, they got they got a they got a power five team. I, Virginia. I don't know what I was expecting Indiana's record to be. I certainly didn't think it was going to be like zero and three, but three and zero is definitely they're oh. they're out in front of their ski tips right now. As far starting as better got. than I thought they would. Peyton Ramsey looks like he's kind of settling in. They've they've decided he's the guy. He's not great. He's not going to win you any games, but he's he's efficient. He's serviceable. Stevie Scott, another hundred yard game. And also, uh, Ronnie Walker Jr., freshman on his first carry, 18-yard touchdown. Jay Sean Harris had a punt return. So all around pretty solid game for IU. Even on defense, they forced eight punts in this game. Insane. Very good performance. Yeah. Got all the I mean, everything that you would want to Checked get everything, working right? in your in your non conference party or yep. season. They've they've got it going. So at that point, uh, the Big Ten is two and one, and then again. No boogers. Temple. Owen mm. two Temple, 35, Maryland 14. Mm. Total yards, 429 for Temple to only 195 for Maryland. To be honest with you, <sighs> Temple getting to 429 yards. I, I can see that. So Temple happen. was predicted to be a pretty solid team, and they were a surprising 0-2 team, right? Yeah. And they came into this game and kind of played more like you would have expected them preseason, but even better. Correct. Right? I mean, 195 yards for this Maryland offense that's been potent that's, up to, to me, this point. I mean, like I said, I... I never. I don't think either one of us thought that Maryland's defense was going to be world beaters this mm-hmm. year, but we had seen enough out of their offense in two weeks. I mean, they beat the the breaks off a Texas team as far as right. offensively that just made USC look, look like horrible. And, and that same team out of nowhere, I know it. 
crazy. Can only have 195 yards of total it, offense. But it gets worse. They scored 14 points on a pick six and, and a, a special, special team. Touchdown. They scored zero offensive points. They, they did nothing. They had 63 yards of passing in this game. Well, that's the thing. So Temple stacked the box, right? Yeah. And, and said, go ahead. Have Kasim Hill beat us with his arm, and he couldn't, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. No. And did you, did you hear Matt Canada's quote after the game? He said something, something to this effect. Maybe not exactly, but he said, uh, we didn't run our offense. Uh, we just we didn't run any of the plays. No, and that's pretty much that. Pretty much sums it up. We basically, said we couldn't run anything. I I it just was it is not the the Maryland team that we've seen in all honesty the no. last two years right. when yes. they when they're healthy healthy. Correct. This is certainly the the outlier. It's going to be interesting to see how they respond next week. So Kasim Hill got benched. They brought in Pegram. He he didn't do any better. He threw a pick as well. They yeah. were just helpless on offense. Yeah, but I, totally. Shocking. This may be the most shocking game, right? I think there's two candidates for this. There, there's there's our one A one B funny that we like to yep. laugh about. This this no, I, I I would put Rutgers squarely third. Okay, but I'm missing um, one. I'm not thinking of one. <laughs> you'll you'll know it once yep, we get there. We'll get there. All right, so if that wasn't bad enough for where the Big Ten was at, two and two at that point then. No boogers. <laughs> Troy, 24. Uh, Nebraska, 19. Total yards, I don't know if you saw it. This is yeah. surprising. 253 yards right, they, for Troy to 364 yards for yep. Nebraska, but yet Nebraska still found a way to lose this so game. So that the yardage surprised me because I'm watching the game and I kind of just thought, you know what? I think Troy was the better team. I think Nebraska lost to a better team. It seemed like they were moving the ball better than that. So I was a little shocked to see that. Um the thing I was shocked to see is again the amount of penalties. Yes. Uh yes. turnovers, mm-hmm. just general slop. Missed of, assignments? Uh, missed assignments. Just Did you mention it, tackling? But, poor tackling? Now, the poor. tackling, to be honest with you, I would give Scott Frost a, 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 a heads or a, a pass on that. Okay. Because, um, um, you know, they're taking over a defense that didn't look yeah, good sure. last year. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, they but, were pretty, uh, pretty horrible last year, actually. Right. But, the, but, but the sloppy play... And the and the penalties and everything like that. There's no excuse. Well, and what is what has Scott Frost been uh, been preaching? Right, he's been preaching details. Yeah, and they're that's what they're getting wrong. Right now, wait, hold on, uh, hold on a second. What? We, something just came in from the Big Ten offices. Oh, oh. Um, breaking news! Special, oh, this we've got a, a we've got a, we've got to report this right here. Scott, Scott Frost. Frost. This, this is Zeus. You, you are, no, are longer no longer a football, football demigod. demigod. Oh. Wow. Wow, that That's is surprising that, news. That is big news. Apparently Huge. Scott Frost has been stripped of his football demigod status after uh, a second week of losses to a a, uh, a lower level or what would be considered team. Sorry. We, we had to have a little bit of fun. Yeah, uh, poking a little right fun there. At, but at again, fans. you know, the other thing that I was going to point out too as far as the sloppy play of Nebraska, Troy was sloppy too. They had just as many penalty yards Did as they? Nebraska. Okay. They had turnovers as well. Again, like I, this is just that's two weeks in a row I've whiffed on Nebraska. Yeah, just assuming they're just gonna you know clean it up and just start. Now, of course, you have to point out that Adrian Martinez didn't play in this game, but but 
uh, uh, Bunch. Bunch was Bunch. not. He wasn't issue. bad. He, 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 but but their offense is always going to be predicated on a quarterback that can run the ball. If you take away that, sixty-four yards of offense is is going to be bad. less than what Nebraska will Absolutely. typically have an output when they, when they're when they have the thing up and going. But I'm just saying, like, just the overall look and feel. And I, I got on a lot of Nebraska, you know, uh, Twitter responses. They, they aren't real happy with a lot of it too. A lot of it they think comes down to the lines, both the O and D line. Yeah. Which well, which that's going to take time. With. Yeah, they can't expect it to turn on immediately. A couple things. Uh, some penalties. There was a couple bad calls I thought against Nebraska. There was a horrible targeting call. Most of them are horrible. This one counted uh, in the fourth quarter. Really bad pass interference call that was. Pretty pretty big um, turning point. Nebraska is 0-2 for the first time since 1957. Mm-hmm. They have also lost their last six straight home games. The, to be honest, the, uh, the other home game stat, Nebraska has not won a home game since September 23rd of 2017. Since they are on the road this week at Michigan. So it'll be a year? It will be a full calendar year wow. since the Nebraska Cornhuskers have won a home game. we got to talk about all-name team. Tron Folsom. Do you see that linebacker Ooh. for for Troy? Troy? He was the guy that was all over the field. They had four, 14 tackles, a sack, another tackle for loss. Number two, he's kind of that long, lean linebacker, real real fast. Tron. Tron. What a great first name. Good movie, and too. And Folsom. Tron Folsom. Original Tron. Great movie. The original Tron, I don't love, but I love that reboot from like oh. eight-ish years ago. Jeez. Such great visuals okay. on that movie. On the original, yeah. Okay, next up. Can we talk about one more thing? Yeah. Neil Brown, is he going to get some Power 5 love after this After he, this year? He always does, but he never leaves Troy. Hmm, strange. Uh-huh. I don't know why he wouldn't. All right, next up, we've got the Michigan Wolverines 45, the SMU Mustangs 20. Total yards, Michigan 434 to SMU's 319. Um, took Michigan a little bit, a little while to get yeah. up and running. Um, once they did, they, they got rolling pretty good. They did, but I thought they just kind of sleepwalked through this game, yeah. personally. They didn't have to try very hard. SMU's a bad team, right? Yep. They weren't up for this game. And one thing to point out, Karan Higdon, who is their definitely number one running yep. back, did not play in the Correct. game. I think that, that plays into stuff a little bit. Absolutely. Shea Patterson looked pretty efficient again. Still, it's interesting that they just have him under center so much. I didn't expect that. I guess that's what their plan is. That's not going to change. Um, again, we should point out Donovan People Jones, three Big touchdown day. receptions, huge day for him. Uh, Michigan did have 13 penalties. Yeah. 137 yards. Sloppy again. Got to clean that up. But again, I think they were just sleepwalking through this game. I think and they knew they were going to win. And so I saw the same with. things you saw on offense with Michigan. And again, just kind of sleepwalking through stuff. To me, I know 319 yards is is not a lot of you know yards for a defense to give up if if, if any team only right. averages or a defense only averages giving up 319 yards a game you're definitely going to win a lot of games i just yep. guess i put michigan's defense so we, high up yeah, on a on pedestal a, yeah. at the beginning of the year i i'm just not seeing that they're not yet. performing i guess like the 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 sum of the parts is yes is, or what's the that whole, expression whatever. the whole is less than the sum of the parts and this good look pre- at a t-bone by <laughs> something like that um yeah I, I agree they got stars on all three levels but it just does not seem no to it's be, not adding up and, right? and don brown defense is always risk adverse this is and and when it works it's working it, it's it's there but it's just not working sure enough is what i as much as what i thought it would 
All right, moving on to the next game. The Minnesota Golden Gophers 26, Miami of 0 and 3. Get it? Ohio. Uh, 3. Total yards, Gophers 295 yards. The Red Hawks only 191 yards. Um, it, it, It was somewhat the game that I sort of expected, which was not... Uh, Minnesota just rolling yeah. over them. Like I thought it would be somewhat of a sleep sleepwalking through the game type of game. Yep. It it kind of was that for their offense, but I don't care who you are playing. If you only give up three points, that is a very three points and 191, 191 yards. yards. Yeah. That is a great effort by the defense. Absolutely. Um one little uni note, I I actually really like the Gophers uni combo here. The yeah. maroon helmet, maroon. I like everything the, about that uniform, but I'm, I'm sorry. But except the, for the, the ore. The ore on the helmet <laughs> is awful. just ridiculous. Um, Zach Anikstead, again, not playing like a true freshman. I'm not even surprised in at this the, point anymore. In the IMG Academy sweepstakes, boy, did they win over It looks Arter like the Gophers won. Yeah. yeah, they won that sweepstakes. Um, accurate, efficient. Again, he's not, you know, not putting up huge stats, but doing enough to win. And I got to give credit to the Gophers' running game here. Yeah, We knew Bryce Williams was the next man up, ran 33 times for 141 yards. And Mohamed Ibrahim didn't even play. Yeah. And the, I guess he's a little dinged up, but but should probably play next week. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's probably the reason why y- you expected Minnesota to look a little bit off offensively. Mm-hmm. But, again... Zach Anastad is efficient. They are figuring out ways to get Tyler Johnson to just – they move him everywhere yeah, around just to, just to make right. sure he gets the ball into his hands because he is by far their number one playmaker. So what do you do? You get it into his hands and make, right. him, make him make plays and three touchdowns he had in this game. I'm impressed with both the offensive and defensive philosophy so far from P.J. Flex's team. Yeah. We should also bring up Scott Evil mm. through a touchdown pass yep. this time. Not as didn't, many rushing yards this no. week. Yep. No, but um, nice I little mean, pass. The, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more in the next podcast, but Minnesota definitely deserves all the feel-goods that yeah. they're getting right now. But they really um, haven't. I mean, Fresno's a decent team, but other than Fre- that. No, well, Fre- Fresno, Fresno beat UCLA. Beat the brakes yeah. off UCLA. <laughs> UCLA yeah. down it. So that is, there's no doubt that is, that's it's a good a big win. win. Yeah. Um, but it's still a, you know, it's a group of five yeah. uh, type of deal. I think it's still a little bit early. I'd still put Minnesota as far as ranking in the big 10 around that, that six or seven range. Cause I still would have to put Michigan state and Wisconsin. Yeah. I know the, there's, you know, that's one and one, to yeah. two and one team, but you, they haven't got, quite there yet no mostly because of of uh um who they played but i tell you what that is a very interesting game next week maryland and and minnesota oh, yeah. i mean absolutely that's, that's that's gonna be a good one to watch next up oh so close south florida 25 your illinois fighting illini 19 this is insane to me i watched almost all of the game or as much as okay. i could I would have never guessed that USF had 626 yeah. yards of total right. offense to Illinois' 380. It, you don't often see a game where a team that holds almost a 250-yard average mm-hmm. really shouldn't have won the game because no. Illinois should have held on to win that yeah. game. There was one drop pass towards the end. If if they would have held on to that, that could have sealed it. An interception that could have sealed the By game. By a guy that has one hand right now. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, in a, go ahead. 
Well, so I'm going to be a total hypocrite in my analysis of this game. My overall feeling at the time, and even now, is, you know what? Illinois played well. They played well enough to beat a team that's, frankly, a lot better than them. They did so with, what, 17 guys out of the two deep right. not playing? Right. They also did so... Uh, the blown coverage that was the difference in the game was from a walk-on that's replacing our best player on defense. I mean, I think there's a lot of positives to take from this game. Certainly. Absolutely. Now I'm going to be totally hypocritical and say Illinois actually got totally outplayed in this game when you break it down. That You just mentioned the yardage differential. South Florida had 14 penalties, and they were bad penalties. Like one they had to re-kick a field goal that they ended up missing, just like drive-killing penalties. They just had an AR-15 pointed at their foot and could not take their finger off the trigger all game long until about the fourth quarter. Your, all your tweets for about two hours was, USF's killing themselves. Yeah. This is great. Right. USF's killing themselves. I was thinking, finally, it's happening to the other team for once. <laughs> We're going to get a gift here. Now, um, let's see. So there was afterwards, there was a lot of just... Twitter just blew up with Illinois fans uh, just being outraged, right? I'm thinking, well, I don't know. I wouldn't be outraged. They had three main complaints, it seemed. The coaches blew this game. Well, I don't know. Um, I thought they just kind of finally, South Florida just kind of caught up to them and finally took over, right, and stopped killing themselves. Okay, we kicked way too many field goals. You can't win by kicking field goals in college. That's true to to a point. I, I get their point there. One, they kicked on fourth and eight. Would you go for it with Illinois' offense? One was the end of half, last play of the half. Another was fourth and four and fourth and three. You could debatably say go for it there. I don't really trust our offense to, to make that conversion. Um, another one, not enough running plays. Okay, Illinois was doing a great job running the ball in the first half. Guess what happened? Charlie Strong adjusted. Right. He stopped the run, so we had to throw the ball. And we have a true freshman back there who's thrown to basically nobody. We got one big-time receiver on the entire roster that was playing. And, you know, frankly, the quarterback did okay, 20 of 29. I, I was with, surprised how good his stats were. So, But what he didn't do well, didn't have a lot of yards, and just took some horrible sacks where he's just standing in the pocket for – but that's a freshman. That's what he's going to do. Yep, so, who hasn't gotten a ton of the reps up right, to this point. Correct. So <laughs> there was, here's how confident I felt – and this was midway through the fourth quarter. I was composing a text to you, the Greek, and I was saying, you know what? We lost the game, but I'm feeling pretty good. We sure. hung with a team that, yeah. we should, that we shouldn't even be on the field with. Yep. I was composing. I didn't send it because we were still winning the game. Right. I looked up and like, well, I can't send this text yet. But I, I pretty much figured we were going to lose that game because they were just racking up yards, yeah. right? Yeah. But it did take a blown coverage by a walk-on safety. To lose Until, that game. To, uh, to put him away. So, yeah. I don't know. I, half of me feels good. Half of me feels bad. Yeah. Overall, I was okay with it. But Illinois fans are outraged. Wow. But let me tell you something about Illinois fans. Most are you Illinois alums, right? Most are Bears fans. Most it's, are not very savvy college football no, fans. No, And they just don't have anything better to do on Saturday. That's that's it. I that, pretty much... That, I think I defined and I think it's totally in, generalized, in, but in, defined in our Chicagoans are fun. Don't get me wrong, but... Yeah. but it's in their DNA to just to just throw dirt on the grave. Right. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. everyone's outraged right now. Next up, whoa, BYU, Wisconsin. No boogers. 
probably almost go with a, a double O boogers mm. there. So when I was talking about the two most surprising scores of the game, again, of the day, to me, it was it was the Maryland oh, score. Yeah. And like, then, so BYU 24, Wisconsin 21. Total yards, BYU 311, Wisconsin 394 yards. Mm-hmm. So one thing stood out to me here. Jonathan Taylor had 26 carries for 117, no touchdowns. They were giving the ball to uh, Deal and Ingold on goal line situations. What's that all about, do you think? I can think of one reason. Fumbling. Yes, yeah. Yes. Boy, that but that still surprised me. I I mean, I this is my thought process. They feel that when you have an offensive line that's that good. Doesn't matter who's toting the rock. I mean, pretty much the the play has been decided almost pre-snap mm-hmm. if you will when you look at the O-line and and just the play it's called did you catch him off balance? You don't need an all-American on the goal line no, you to, don't. to get it in right there. True. Um yeah, it just I, I got to give um, uh, beginning of the year Jerry Donardo mm-hmm. at during the camp tours. Yep. Um, he said, "I wonder if the motivation that Wisconsin has sure. is, is just is it going to be at the levels that it's been over time?" Yep. I think it's I think it's a realistic uh, point to bring up that that kind of played in so just- far this year. And, and especially on Saturday. Yeah, they haven't they haven't looked like the team that everyone expected. Now, I I wasn't quite as high on Wisconsin preseason. I still thought they'd win the West, but I mean, I had them losing at least a couple games. I just think they have proven to be mortal on a few things, which is you can't just keep losing linebackers and D linemen on your fronts. Eventually, there's going to be some cracks yep. in the foundation. They, I think, they still have a pretty good front line as far as the front seven, meaning mm-hmm. they're, they're first teamers. But when when there are times where guys got to rotate in or a guy goes out, that it's just not there. Well, how about that halfback pass for a touchdown yeah. where they just bit so bad on that? Yep. Just, and that's the stuff you're going to see. I yep. I watched a lot of the game. I, just, I was surprised at how much BYU was moving the ball on one side and then Wisconsin was having troubles getting their running game just mm-hmm. dominantly going. Well, but so- one thing I do want to point out, mm-hmm. BYU is not a sort of slouch team. Well, they, this is not your father's BYU team either. Right. They're, they're playing power football now, which is why probably why they sucked for the last couple of years is they've been converting over to a totally different scheme, right? They were huge, some of their guys. Yeah. I, I mean, Big dudes, yeah. and they're basically. Playing I know Wisconsin BYU football was now. awful last year. Yeah, they're but if atrocious. You look over the last several years of BYU football. 2017 is the outlier mm-hmm. year for yeah. BYU. The norm is they are a team that you simply do not want to play. I, I mean, I think when you list out, you you tell me if I'm crazy, but when you list out Power Five teams, you obviously mm-hmm. list out every team in a Power Five conference. And then you list out Notre Dame. I would put BYU. Well, in I feel there. like they should be considered a Power right. Five team. That's going to come into play later as we're wrapping up. I want to talk about that okay. a little bit. Okay. Um, but, and, and I guess just another thing is, this is this is we know in situations when Hornibrook has to be the yeah. guy that's going to move the ball. Yep. I'm not. He's not awful. He doesn't no. suck. We're not. No, saying he's not that. terrible. It's just. You don't have extreme amounts of confidence. We talked about this in our previews um, preseason. 
I just think that I thought that Hornybrook would be their Achilles heel. I thought that was the reason that they couldn't just storm through the regular season like everyone predicted they would do and why I thought they would lose at least a couple games. And, and you know, if, if you had a little bit better quarterback here, I think you'd probably win this game. And again, even with the sloppy, well, I don't know, sloppy, just not inspired play. I don't even know how yeah. quite. They still had a chance with their potential All-American I know kicker. it. I couldn't believe he missed. And I thought I for sure he would I make I know it. this is like retrospect commented, but I had this gut feeling he was going to miss that field Really? Goal. I even texted it to one of my buddies. I'm just like, I don't, I don't feel good for, for Gaglione. I actually kind of enjoyed the the camera panning through the crowd after they lost the total disbelief the thought what? that they could well, actually lose a non-conference game everyone was totally shocked what what was there? it was all the way back to 2004 since they've lost a non-conference it sounds game about right 41 games yeah it was 41 well 41 non-conference victories but i don't know how many was at home yeah yeah but around 2004 that sounds about right so obviously to overstate the death of the Wisconsin 2018 Wisconsin Badgers like pump the brakes they yeah. still had 400 yards of offense well, they still can get into the backfield well and that's the defense. thing let's let's remind everybody their number one goal is still right in front of them which is 100%. winning the west 100 that that hasn't been affected at all by nope. this game no all right moving on uh, another night game or our first night game I should say the Iowa Hawkeyes 38, UNI Panthers 14. Total yards 545 yards for the Hawkeyes to only 228 by UNI. So I know it's an FCS team, but 228 yards, and they only gave up six rush yards. And most of the, those total yards were in the fourth quarter. Almost all of them were. Right. It's so, like 130 of them, 150 of them yeah. was in the fourth quarter. This is just a devastating defense. I think that their defensive front is uh, – got to put them up. They're not quite as good as Ohio State, but it's getting pretty damn close. Um, this might be the best defense in the Big Ten. It's in the team picture yeah. if, it's, if it's not number one. Um, going into a, a game, when any Power 5 team plays a FCS team, the picture that the fan base of the Power 5 team, of course, gets into their head is that you're just going to – physically steamroll from from the first from yep. the kickoff yep. yeah and and that is what it looked like from the yes. first kickoff through the third quarter i i don't know if these uh stats are 100 percent, but i am only off by a little a mm-hmm. little bit i think at the end of the third quarter when it was 38 to nothing mm-hmm. iowa had 500 yards of total offense oh. and you and i had 50 that's oh, wow. how bad it was <laughs> At, at that point, I joke to my that's a drubbing text chain that I have with my brothers and some buddies where I said, so my my one of those brothers is four years older than me. It reminded me of a 12 year old me playing a 16 year old him in like Nerf basketball. Yeah, that that's what it felt like. Right. There was there was no chance from, from the get go. And, and sure. Iowa was out without their speediest wide receiver and speediest mm-hmm. running back yep. again, physically up front. Iowa has just been mugging people. Um, Nate Stanley was was way more efficient, eighty percent completion mm-hmm. percentage. He had over three hundred yards, couple touchdowns. He had one just just boneheaded interception at the end of the half that didn't wind up hurting him. Um, I'm impressed literally by everything on this team except for unfortunately the the, the passing game. Yep, and uh, that'll get tested next week yeah. against Wisconsin. Now we should point out that Noah Fant. Caught his 14th touchdown pass. He now is the Iowa all-time leader for tight ends 
and that's with touchdown a, receptions. And that's a pretty good pantheon of uh, well, tight yeah. ends. Obviously, that's why I wanted to bring that up through, through Iowa. Thanks, man. Yep. All right. Next up, the Akron Zips and the Northwestern Wildcats. No boogers. Akron thirty nine. Northwestern, 34. Akron had 367 yards of total offense. Northwestern had 491 yards of total offense. Yeah, you know what? That's a little deceiving, though. They ran 94 plays, so their average per play was not great. Um, they, they, I just Clayton Thorson, 52 passing yeah, attempts. Yeah, 300-some yards, but, but just not terribly efficient either passing or running the ball in this game. Um, and then, again, I think... If I'm if I'm talking about North Northwestern, I'm always going to bring this up. It's probably annoyingly so. You can't turn the ball over the way Northwestern's game plan is. And by the way, that that applies for everybody. Don't get me wrong, but that is their mantra: is clean, yeah, lo, very low penalties, win the turnover. They had three to so, Akron's one. Well, we should point out there were three defensive TDs for Akron all in the second half of this game. Yeah, I mean Northwestern was looking uh, uh, lackadaisical, but were in command of the game for most of the game. And also, Akron had 140 penalty yards. Insane. Yeah. It, 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 now, I do think Akron is a better Akron team than what a lot of people probably believe, the fighting Terry Bowden. Fight, so uh, I was looking at Terry. The first time they showed him, I started laughing. He looks like a hobbit. <laughs> He's got. He might have a summer home in the Shire. It's, Terry it's Baggins. Yeah. Um, um, listening to Northwestern fans, I, oh, they man. were. They're 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 melting down. They, and I, they they want heads on a spit. Most nor, uh, notably, the O and D coordinator McCall and and they, those guys have been there forever, forever. But I feel like that's probably part of the reason that they win normally is they're running the same system. They know it so well. Yeah. It, I, I think that'd be a mistake. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Iowa fans have a lot of experience in just, you know, being apathetic to something that you've seen over and over again. Um, I know Thorson wound up having a lot of yards yeah. in the game, but I still just go back to the same thing again, which is it's Clayton Thorson, but it's not really Clayton Thorson. Right no, now. and that's because they just don't have anybody to stretch the field yeah. on the outside. If they didn't have Cameron Green, they would – have literally no offensive playmakers catching the ball yeah. just about. I mean, Flynn Nagel's great, but he's he's not going to burn he's, anybody. No, he's he's the role player that, that you they, need that you want on the team. They just need a burner. Yeah, they don't have it, and I don't think Northwestern typically has. But they're they okay right. with it because they're so efficient running the ball and throwing yeah. the ball. But you you start disrupting that efficiency. You throw in uh, interceptions. You throw yep. in errors on on special teams and too many penalties. It all just comes apart. So I want to talk the NU fans down off a ledge here. I realize that the coaching has not been great up to this point in the season, but this is kind of where Fitzy normally buckles down and they turn the ship around. We've seen it a number of times. They lost to Illinois State one year. They got trounced by Duke last year. Yep. Both those years, I thought, oh, this is a terrible team. There's no way this team can make a bowl game. Right. They made it in both years. It, so- is, it is always too early with Northwestern to tell. Um, the one thing that I would be a little bit nervous about if I was a Northwestern fan is sometimes they seem to go a good one year back to, yeah. you know, good one year. They were good last year. I wonder if this is coming back to, you know. But to, you did mention even... something. They don't seem to have a lot of energy. No, it seems to be another one of those teams that just kind of 
I don't know. I don't know the right word for it. Just, yep. just not, not enough. No enthusiasm. I think so. One game that I think did have a lot of oomph and enthusiasm: Missouri forty, Nebraska, or excuse me, Purdue thirty-seven. This doesn't get an old boogers. This was mm-hmm. this was a good game. Missouri, fun game to watch. Came sure. in high. Mizzou six hundred and eight yards of total offense. Purdue six hundred and fourteen. If you have a a Texas Instrument uh, calculator at home, that's a total of one thousand two hundred and twenty-two yards hmm. of total offense. Um, yeah, I you got to give Purdue credit for absolutely. I thought great game plan. They couldn't run the ball, so they just started passing and Blau just ate up the Mizzou defense, which is supposed to be a pretty good defense. Decent defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, Both uh, quarterbacks, nice day. Yeah. Uh, Drew Locke had 307. How many times do you have 375 yards, three touchdowns in a game? That was Drew Locke, and, and you're not the quarterback player of the game. Right. Yeah. So again, uh, David Blau threw for 572 in this game. Now, I noticed something. I was, I was going to pay attention to this. There were two 15 yard penalties on Purdue players in this game. And. Did they any no injections? Injections. He did not sit them for the. He did the one guy. He didn't sit at all. Really. The other one was Lorenzo Neal late in the game. Bad penalty. Another bad one. Remember he had yep. that bad one against yep. uh, Northwestern. Yep. He sat him for one play. Well, he went to his word. He sat him. He never. He well, never. That's true. Okay. That's true. He didn't specifically say the rest of the game, but he implied he would be sitting them for the rest of the game. Well, what do you think that does to a team? I mean, you just lied know. to your team basically. It's, does that uh, help with the discipline? I don't think so. That is a tough spot to be in. Yeah. For another thing that's he a shouldn't tough have said spot, that. Another thing that's a tough spot to be in. Forty-two rushing yards in the game. Yeah. Whenever I see it, I mean, forty-two rushing yards to two hundred and thirty-three rushing Oof. yards for Missouri. But I feel like they just they had to throw the ball, right? I understand that, but forty-two rushing yards. If that's the struggle that you're going to have sure. when you move into Big Ten play, and by the way, up next week for Purdue. I don't know if you saw Boston College play. Oh yeah, Thursday I don't. Night, they're going to be they're underdogs in that game, hundred percent, right? Yeah. Um, let's see. One more thing. Uh, just overall, I was kind of proud of Purdue. You know, they've they had so much expectation going into the season. They lost a couple tough games, and they did not give up against a pretty good opponent. They they, they kept fighting. They showed up till the game. very end where they got unequivocally screwed at the end. Now, I will say, so the play we're talking about is when Purdue uh, threw the ball in the end zone late, late in the, in the game. game. Yeah. It, okay, if it was ruled incomplete on the field, you wouldn't right. hear me saying this, but that was, it was the ruled prototypical. Complete. That was the prototypical. Not enough evidence to overturn, 100%. right? 100%. They yeah. should have kept that I agree with a that. touchdown. I definitely and, agree And with I'm that. not saying, I mean, the game wasn't over at that point. There no. was still a lot of time on yep. the game, and obviously Drew Locke and Mizzou had shown the ability to get down the field, but right. there's a lot bigger difference between getting down the field to score a touchdown than there is to, to kick Correct. a field goal. And it, it would have been more interesting to see it play out if that, if that call would have stayed. Agreed. All right, Big Ten game of the week. The Ohio State Buckeyes 40, TCU 28. Total yards almost even. Buckeyes had 526 to TCU's 511. So first of all, I was very impressed by TCU, especially their defense. Just looked amazing. I felt like they were kind of controlling the game in the first half. And then there was a few lucky plays that kind of turned. Not all of them were lucky, but you had that the defensive lineman – for OSU with I, that interception, I just, I just I don't think that's lucky. That is well, that a, that is a, a that's a, a voracious pass rush affecting right. the game. That's that I understand that 
Maybe the, lucky is the wrong word. Yeah. But a couple key plays, let's just say. Yep. That kickoff return, which yeah. is amazing. The guy, but he, the guy laying he had, down in the end zone. It was incredible. That was, that was and the they showed thing. it before they even kicked off. Like, oh, there's a guy laying, laying down in, in the, the end, end zone. zone. And then they had the block punt. But then, but yeah. 100% of forward pass wasn't even close. Well, I mean, no, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But, I mean, it was a play that worked. They just kind of screwed up because they threw it a little bit forward. But then, obviously, you got to give a lot of credit to OSU. That, that long run and catch to Paris Campbell, that was kind of where momentum started swinging, I thought. I felt that, okay, with Ohio State players themselves said that was one of the fastest – most talented teams we've played in a long time. Like TCU it. deserves that that credit. With that being said, I just felt like that was a game that TCU pulled out everything. Yeah, every sure. tool in the box. It's a good point to beat Ohio State. Ohio State, I still don't believe played great, and no. they still won the game by twelve points. And okay? they didn't let Haskins run. Remember, we said if Correct. this is a close game, expect to see Haskins running. They yeah. did not do that. They still held that out of the. The playbook. J.K. Dobbins was the one of – I would still say Dwayne Haskins was the player of the game offensively for Ohio State, but Dobbins had a lot of uh, yards in the game. Um, at the end of the game when they needed to run the ball to kind of ice it, they were able to to do it. Mm-hmm. I guess – I don't know. I, I'm, I'm already reading – and, of course, it's Twitter responses, but Ohio State's up by 12, and basically they're getting – lambasted by Twitter and you sit there and you're like here 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 were here was Ohio State's options going into this game. They lose the game the 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 world's on fire for Ohio State. Yeah. They win the game by 10 to 14 points. Not it's, enough. They didn't look good enough. If they would have won this game 49 to to 20, then the narrative would have been well, TC is not, not very real. good. There, yeah. You know what I mean? There was no fantastic nope. option for Ohio Right, but this State this is a good game. TCU game or team. I think it's a a good signature victory for Ohio State. 100%. Yeah. TCU, I still think TCU very much alive to win the Big 12 this year. Well, and did you – I mean, they were ranked 15th, I think, going in the game. Yeah. It didn't look like a 15 team. It looked like a much – team. Yeah, yeah. I thought oh, no. so. I, I agree. So, um, instead of that being a, a Saturday for the Big 10, it was a sad day. Ooh, mm, good for one. For the Big 10. Um yeah, it, it there was a couple uh, uh, comments I saw like, oh my gosh, I can already hear the sad old the Big Ten football conference, you know, narrative already getting dusted off and brought back out. But we need to point out it was just a bad performance overall by the Big Ten. No, I agree. I'm not sitting. I mean, it was historically one of the bad. Well, uh, let's let's read the yep. Pick Six previews tweet. The Big Ten lost to seven unranked non-conference opponents. This is the worst performance that they've had in the AP poll era, which is since 1936. Now, here are the losses to the group of five teams, Illinois to South Florida, Northwestern to Akron, Nebraska to Troy, Maryland to Temple, Wisconsin to BYU, which is not really, an, as we discussed earlier, a, not, a group of five team, and then Rutgers to Kansas. I Get it? Rutgers <laughs> to Kansas. <laughs> okay, they're not a power. They're not yeah, a group of five team. Right. They're a power five. Um. Um, I would say the the two losses that really spun it are Rockers Kansas. It mm. to me, th- the bottom of the barrel playing each other like that yeah. matters for. Oh, it does. Thought. Sure. Now, if it was a honestly a close, ugly game that somebody just right. won, I think people are like ah. Oh. But the fact that Rockers got beat that bad, oh lord, and the fact that Wisconsin lost 
a home game like that being yeah. ranked in the top 10. I think if those two games spin around, it's yeah, it's just an, with the USF beating, you know, that was expected. Like Missouri Purdue was a great game that, that, there's, sure. there, you know, there's no, you know, real huge losers in that game. I, I really, I just think it came down to those two games. Yeah. If I'm going to put just a little bit of a positive spin on this. Okay. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, the issue with the big 10 last year was that there were too many good teams that beat up on each other. Mm-hmm. Last year, the SEC was top-heavy. Because yep. they had a top-heaviness to it, Georgia beat up on everybody. Yep. Alabama beat up on everybody except for Auburn. Auburn at the end. Because of that, they were. it's not about, if you're talking about the college football playoffs, it's, it's conference plays into it, don't get me wrong. It's about the top teams. Right now... What the scenario looks like is very similar, which is you had Alabama and Auburn on the one side in the West, and then you had had Georgia in the East. Right now, you have Ohio State, Penn State on the side. It's not like Michigan is dead. And then on the other side, you've got a surprising surge in Iowa team, and Wisconsin's not dead either. Let those five teams rise to the top it would actually probably help out with the overall college football resume. Sure, it could. Yeah, Does I that could make see sense? That. Yeah, I could see okay. that. Okay. Um, couple non-Big Ten items I yeah. wanted to go over. Did you see today that uh, some Florida State fans started a GoFundMe to fire Billy Taggart? It's got to be a record. To buy out his contract. How it's bad year one? Well, they're they awful. Look. That they are unconsciously bad. Okay, but do you... Do you try to fire your coach after three games? Come on. Dude, it's a little extreme. No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm saying they are that bad. This they is are pretty the bad. worst offensive line I have ever seen from a blue blood program maybe ever. It, it, it's horrible. It's atrocious. Let's go to FCS for a second. South Dakota State, uh, team not too yeah, far from us. A couple points on the board. Dropped a 90 spot on Arkansas <laughs> Pine Bluff. 926 total yards for the Jackrabbits. Go Jacks. Insane. Uh, Arkansas got destroyed by North Texas Mean Green. I'm telling you, man, Seth Luttrell. Not a bad team, by the way. Oh, no. Seth Luttrell can coach. Mm -hmm. Um, Iowa played North Texas last year right when their quarterback, Mason. Yeah, I remember that. Starting to take off. I'm like, these these guys are for real. And they've got uh, nothing but better since then. Another thing, too, unfortunately for the Big Ten, a lot of their for a bad Saturday like that, a lot of their games are, you know, first games out of the shoot, afternoon mm-hmm. games. The Pac-12 had a bad game, right? Yeah. As well, USC got destroyed by a Texas team that nobody thinks is, you know, world-beating quality type of yep. team. Uh, uh, UCLA. UCLA got destroyed Arizona by Fresno State. State. Arizona State. That one surprised me. That one surprised the After heck After watching them me. play Michigan State. Wow. I mean, it like, it, it, it was not a good weekend. It was almost, yeah. I would say, equal to a bad weekend with the Pac-12. But it's just, that's a, that's not as interesting to talk about. Well, and nobody for, sees those games. Yeah. And that plays in, yeah. too. Um, there we go. So, really quickly, since uh, I didn't do this last week, I'm going to just I'm gonna just go over these real quick and just oh, yeah, throw sure. a shot out. But So, the games next week, I'm just going to give a shot at the uh, lines. I have not looked. The lines right. have not come out Let's yet. For but it. Friday night game. Illinois, Penn State, I'm going to say uh, Penn State 27. Uh, I'm going to go higher than that. Okay. 31. Yeah, a little yeah. bit higher. Okay. Boston College at Purdue, I'm going to say BC by two and a half points. Yeah, somewhere around there. Okay. 
Buffalo at Rutgers. I'm going to say Rutgers by four. Oh, boy. I don't even know if I would go Rutgers' favorite there. Mm. Buffalo. Uh, Minnesota at Maryland. I'm going to say Maryland by 4.5. I was going to go a little bit lower. 2.5 is what I would say. Okay. Uh, Nebraska at Michigan. I'm going to say Michigan by 15. Yeah, I'll go with you on 15. That sounds about right. Sounds about right. Okay. Um, and we got the Tulane Green Wave at Ohio State. Um, I'm going to say Ohio State by 34. I was going to say 35. Okay. And then the uh, Wisconsin at Iowa. Um, I've seen this one. I mean, this one, I, it's hard for me to I'm not, miss. Yeah, I don't know what. I'm not sure I, I have I'd seen here. people think that it's, at going, Iowa? it's at Iowa. What time? Uh, night game. Oh, boy. It'd be a small line in favor of Wisconsin. Very small. Is that but I have seen a lot of people think that Iowa is going to I could be see that. favored. I I would be surprised by that. I still have Wisconsin by four. Okay, I was gonna think two and a half somewhere on that. I, Less than I don't three. I don't things have think things have switched around that much. Right. To save so. All right, that's probably a long enough podcast. I think for, so for this week. Uh, Let's remind everyone. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at b one g k u r t. I am Jeffrey the Greek. Danny Cannell, if you're listening, we we had a little interaction on Twitter. Yeah, I saw come, that. Come on in, man. We we love you on this podcast, even though you're not a, you might not have Big Ten blood in you. But uh, please share. Please please get into friends and family members and, and other people, social media, however you got to do it. And we really appreciate we're it. We're still growing, so thank you to the listeners. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Okay, talk See to you soon. next week. Bye.